Good evening, Kabasi families, and welcome to another Kabasi Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and the Rovers are in their beds, the sun is going down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today, and this is your blue sheet report about what did happen today. This is the Blue Sheet Report for the 28th of July, 2021. Just in case you were wondering, here on day eight, the weather was, I would say, just great. It was a hot, sort of muggy day. There was some clouds in the morning, but man, it was great. And all day long, we had awesome weather, which was important because we've had a few days of rain and it was time for something good. Like I said, day eight. Everything back to normal after the Cobb Olympics, and it was just great. Just great today. Laundry day today uh, was Sachem 2, leadership and medical, and then the next day, tomorrow, is off. There is no laundry after that until the following day when it's going to be maintenance, kitchen, Mohican, and the office staff. Really amazing day today. I'm actually going to spend both of my sections today to talk about something awesome that happened. I'm going to forego the list of stuff that happened for two stories. And the first is that, uh, sort of like I say in the break, I sometimes make it out of the office into the breeze and sunlight of Cobbacy and spend time with your boys. Boy, did that happen today. I got to spend time with, I was coming out of the office, I was in the middle of a bunch of different phone calls, and a really awesome Cobbacy boy of a Cobbacy dynastic family by the name of young Alex Black. The family's name is Black. Alex is the boy. Uh, said, hey, Josh, come over and play with us. And I'm happy to say that that invitation happens a lot. And usually it's meant uh, symbolically, but not today. We looked over and there was a group of nine boys getting ready to play a small game of football on our lower football field. And they needed another player. Otherwise, it just wouldn't work. Four on four doesn't quite work. Five on five obviously is not super great, but... It's a small earth field, and it certainly can happen, and it's enough to have a good hour. And I was like, oh, I wish I could, fellas, but I got to I gotta make some phone calls. And and then I, I went over and got some water, and I looked over, and they kind of looked just a tiny bit dejected. And I thought to myself, man, really, you're going to go make phone calls instead of playing with the Sachem and the council boys, and now they can't play? You're going to go make phone calls in your office? And so... I just turned around and I said I was going to play. And their faces lit up and they were so excited. I think they're a little confused because, <laughs> you know, they're council boys, but I'm definitely twice as big as them. And and so we, I had to, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to just admit that I'm big enough that one of the standard belts for the flags uh, doesn't fit me at all, like the end of the belt. So I had to get two belts and put them together. <laughs> yep. Thank you, COVID. And uh, did that. They all got a huge kick out of that because, of course, two belts is way too much. So there's this really funny, weird blue tail that stuck out. And, um, yeah, I, I got in there and started playing and immediately was immersed in a thing that I have probably described to all of you at different points in our relationship as you've learned about Kavasi, which is the Kavasi sports culture. Bear in mind, these are council and station boys. And the two football counselors, Jamal... And Aaron, who everyone calls A.A. Ron because he has 
two A's, like every other Aaron in the world who spells his name that way, um, are very good athletes. Jamal is extremely fast and quick and just really, really athletic. And Aaron is also all those things, but is also extremely strong and is in excellent shape. And then there's me, who uh, let's just say that my professional career was well behind me. And so we line up, and uh, the boys, you know, there's 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 focus. There's people are excited about who's gonna win. We got some we got some fiery uh, some looks. Everything everybody woke back up, and and it starts. And what I'm about to describe to you is what I'm trying to get at, which is the competition. Like let's say that the hike happened, and everybody drops back. I was quarterback at the beginning, and then it shifted over to Deacon Diggs and a few other people. Um, Everybody's laughing and joking, and there's even like a little bit of swatting at each other playfully, and like, oh, you're gonna guard me? Come on, you're gonna guard me? And then, then it's the game is on, and everyone is running routes and calling out stuff, and basically every single person except for the two football counselors is trying their best not to mess up because those guys are amazing and don't have to try not to mess up. And it's fierce, and everybody's eyes are focused, and the ball goes up, and everybody's watching it, and people are trying to intercept the ball, and they're trying to compete. There's definitely a, a an explosion of activity and the ball sails and you know it's pretty athletic out there so it's a beautiful spiral and and it lands and maybe there's a touchdown maybe there's an interception and it's just sweet and as soon as the the, the play is over it's back to hilarity and and ease and um and laughing and slow walking i one of the traits of council is that they walk so slowly from athletic event to athletic event and then when they get to the athletic event, they go so fast and <laughs> very athletic. So that's that's what happens in between downs is derp, de derp, de derp, de derp. And it was funny. It was, you know, like I threw a spiral, for instance. And they're like, whoa, you can really throw it. And then they started joking about how, um, you know, I was any number of Washington State University quarterbacks because those guys never know how to scramble. They just stand still and throw the ball, which is all I'm capable of doing. So they're... They were giving me a little bit of very good-natured flack. I've known a lot of these guys since they were little kids. And they were teasing their counselors, and the counselors were teaching them, teasing them. At one point, Jamal stopped so hard that a, a boy I shall not name went flying by him and, and j- left his feet and landed <laughs> a few feet away. And Jamal looked at him and smiled and said, Bro, your cleats don't work. Um, and everyone started laughing while the play was still happening. And the boy got up shaking his head and laughing and... There's something to that. So much of the difference between toxicity and incredibly positive masculinity is inflection, tone, and context. And some of it's overt, obviously, but some of, much of it is not. And to be back in that space and to be reminded why, on our good days, this is really a place set apart really meant a lot. It was so fun, and I expect tomorrow I'm going to be so, so sore then that's fine. It was totally worth it. And that's happening all over camp. We've got boys who maybe start off with a lot of like, come on, it's not fair, and that's not true, and it was out. And, you know, four or five, six years later, we're where we were today, which was a whole bunch of boys playing sports pretty hard, trying to win with just the easiest vibe at the same exact time. That, that was real. That was happening. And that is one of the things that is impossible to put on a brochure or have in the videos. You just can't, you can't really explain it. You have to either believe it's going to happen or be there when it is happening to understand it. And I think 
a lot of our boys understand it on a, a very basic direct level and some of them get here not believing it and then they encounter it and they don't know what to do with it and then it becomes part of who they are and that has an effect on them down the road like i said on our good days that's what it's like It is a magnificent and busy thing to run Cobbacy, and each day I make it out of the office and in the breeze and sunlight of Cobbacy itself, and I spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an intercamp, and sometimes it's marvelous one-on-one -on -one time with a single boy. Those times are my favorite times. This is what else I saw today. I got to go to Spirit Island with the Rovers, and holy smokes, it was gorgeous. It was so, so quiet and calm. Long, humid day. And then suddenly uh, all the clouds cleared and it was just so beautiful. And we found ourselves, uh, myself and Ryan Fountain, the assistant director, went across the lake and it was still. Literally the constellations in two places above and below because the lake was so quiet. And if you have quiet water, there is no better craft than a canoe. And a canoe we did across the lake and to the island. And when I say across the lake, I mean roughly 527 feet and we got there and the rovers were very set up for perfect story time and a little sleepy they just finished their s'mores maybe 30 minutes ago it's carefully timed my arrival i want the sugar high to happen when i'm not there and then the sugar crash to happen right when it's time for story time i didn't always nail the landing but i did today and then it was time for stories. We talked a little bit about a couple of the color war breaks. That's where we surprise everybody with some surprise pageantry or some crazy thing. I have jumped out of gardens and out of planes. There have been helicopters. There have been firings of chefs, all of them subterfuge for the actual thing, which is the breaking of color war. They were delighted to hear those stories. And then they get to choose from three stories, the story of the bear that can't climb trees, the story of the invisible cougar and the story of the headless moose. Every single time, the Headless Moose seems to win, so we told that story again. Here's the spoiler. It's not a scary story. It just sounds like it. And at the end, even though I highlighted this about a million times, one little rover was like, but was the head moose actually headless? And all of his friends explained it to him. And then it was time to go back home from the island. Before I left, I made sure to tell the boys that they needed to look around them and realize that what they're about to do to spend the night on their own island is not something that many boys get to do and that they should recognize what's happening right in front of them if they can while it's happening. And they may hear loons from just feet away from where their heads are laying. And that is pretty powerful. And we got back in that canoe and we came back across the water. And wouldn't you know it, right as we started approaching the shore, the loons started singing, maybe not exactly from Spirit Island itself, but nearby. 
So maybe, just maybe, a couple of those rovers heard what I was saying tonight, and they were swept away by the beauty of Maine and realized that they are truly home. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for boys. Your boys go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, nodding off, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart. Yours always, and faithful truth.